This week's episode is brought to you by the Aquaforce Clan Boot, I mean GBT-13. With all this new support for clans such as Tachikaze, Murakumo, and Spike Brothers, they can compete with bigger clans such as... Wait. Aquaforce has how many triple R's? Valios does what? Man, Narukami's screwed now that they can't increase power on the opponent's turn. GBT-13. They could have at least made the ZRs easier to pull. Welcome to Nexus tonight. I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Root Beer. I'm Proof. And we were previously, before the recording started, talking about what historical figures would fornicate with horses. But today, <laughs> we're talking about Set 13, Ultimate Stride. Oh my uh, god, finally here. I know. <laughs> did the, did the Link Joker episode, and then we were like fumble around in the dark for a bit, and now we're back here. Um... I find it funny that they call this Ultimate Stride, implying that this is the last set with Stride, but there's a set after this, so it's like... It's the penultimate Stride. Yeah, penultimate Stride is what it should be called. (laughs) Well, no, there's like two sets before set 14. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, but I mean, those are like extra boosters. I meant for like... I don't know. Major booster sets? Yeah. Well, in any case, uh, today the the set includes Angel Feather, Gold Paladin, Kagura, Tachikaze, Murakumo, Spike Brothers, which would explain why proofs here, and Aquaforce. I'm only here because I'm I'm Spice lad. I'm I'm useless everywhere else, according to Atlas. I never said you were useless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only here once a year when Spice gets support. I check my my registry or whatever it's called the. The the log I was last year exactly <laughs> fifty three weeks ago. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna give you one of those punch cards like you get a Jamba Juice. When you do ten episodes, I give you a free smoothie. Um, anyway, deal than I have. <laughs> what's your deal? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like proof that like that's how you made your name, and that's yeah. Like I, we All bring right, high. So anyway. So anyway, sorry. Okay. So set thirteen. So set- when this set was first showed, they talked about this new rarity ZRs, and I was worried that they'd be like one of each per case, and they were. And so my worries were justified. I'm not sure if I should be happy or sad about that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we we mentioned the uh, the like effects of each ZR, but let's go through it again just in case people didn't listen to the other episodes. So right. Drachma first. So- so the first one is Xerath's Dragon Inferno Drachma. It has Ultimate Stride, and for those who don't know what that is, you have to discard the Grade 3. So you can only do it when you have three face of cards in G-Zone. You can discard your Vanguard, like a grade, a card with the same name as your Vanguard, and discard it. So if you're in Legion, you can discard either one. It doesn't matter. And then you stride it face down, from face down onto Vanguard Circle. So it has an auto that, when it's placed, counterblast 2. If you do, retire all of your opponent's rear guards, Or all of your all opponent's units. units. Sorry, units. Bind them face up. Your opponent chooses three cards from his or her hand, discards two cards from among them, and rides a card from among them as stand. So their vanguard just becomes something else for whatever reason. I'm not really sure what that really plans to do. Because... Yeah, so I guess the idea is that they, like only have triggers or something, and they have to ride a zero, but then why would they? I don't, I don't yeah, know. I like... It's the hope that they don't ride a three so they can't G-guard. 
Yeah, that that was my assumption too. But this seems like a big, uh, a big, it's hope. A big yeah. yeah like, <laughs> so many decks have ways of fishing grade threes out of their deck too. Yeah, really. Yeah, and so I'm not sure why uh, something that's supposed to like be your final turn, mm-hmm. because they destroy your G zone afterward. Yeah. So, why is it retiring my opponent's rear guards? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, like, like can't, they can't intercept. Right for your thunder strike, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Like, but well, like this card doesn't care about thunder strike, and not yeah. a lot. There's not a lot of rear guards that do. Yeah, I just I just don't understand this. Like, like one of the problems with this card is a lot of Dragon Empire clans use the Vanguard as a vehicle to create turns. So you have this card that's not really doing anything, and then you have a bunch of rear guards that are like, wait, but if you're not doing anything, then we're not really doing anything either. I mean, this this thing is like basically a big shiny red herring, no pun intended, because it's mostly red, uh, for noobs, I guess, or rich rich noobs, (laughs) rich idiots. They're like, oh, I can retire my opponent's vanguard, and they're like, okay, but you could have just done other things and continue to stride the turn after, like, yeah, like. The problem is, like, if your opponent is in a position where the discard two is threatening to them, any other stride probably could have done the same thing. Yeah. And if they're not in a position where that would be threatening, then why the hell are you using this card? Like, this yep. won't help you if you're behind. It's the ultimate flex card, as in, I'm going to do this flashy thing and win, and I don't care about the end result if I lose. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But, like... God, this card sucks. Like, I can't think of a single Dragon Empire clan that looks at this card and be like, man, I want this. Me neither. And, and then, like, the best part is this is the expensive one out of the two right. in Japan. I think it's just because that, um... There are more. Well, one, one is the other GR, or ZR is not good in, like, one clan. And then, like, and it's so it's really serving two clans, but Drachma pretends to serve, like, what, five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Because its effect is generic, basically. Like, you can just have it if you're rich enough. Right. So, if you think your opponent doesn't have a grade 3, I guess try to steal the game, and if not, hopefully they cannot actually ride grade 3 in stride, so you will hopefully win by having a twin drive, and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> this card came out a little too late. Like, this kind of effect, because when now, we- every clan has some form of advantage generation where they can just dig through their deck and have a fat hand regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then a lot of decks, too, have uh, ways to search out grade threes. It, okay, to the people who are afraid of this card, if you sit down in a tournament and the person across from you is dressed like the Monopoly guy, maybe be aware <laughs> of this, because only uh, rich fuckers are going to afford it. What I would do? If, if I this is if I had one, I would you I would flip it to a generic flip effect. Same. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. It's, it's not Just about fl- it's not about using cards. It's about making the statement. <laughs> yeah. Just flip it face up and then stare your opponent directly in the eyes, unblinking. And if I were if I were just really didn't give a fuck, I would flip the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Bomb your own to scare your neighbors. Sounds good. <laughs> Yo, that'd be so good though. Your opponent's just like my opponent is ridiculous. <laughs> but you have to top with it. So like somebody looks at it, he's like, he has two drachmas in his G zone, and everyone's like, why? <laughs> because that guy happens to be Scrooge McDuck. I don't know. <laughs> 
Word was spread it. around the tournament about the guy that flipped up his two drachmas as costs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, one game when your opponent isn't expecting it, you just actually stride the third one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he has three of these. I would, I would just concede. I wouldn't even care about winning. I would just, like, up to me. <laughs> okay. Next one is uh, go for it. Zero Dragon of Distant Sea Megiddo. So, yeah, the good one. It's Counter Blast 2 when it's placed on Vanguard. You can choose up to five cards total from your hand and drop zone, call them to separate rearguard circles, and they get power plus 5,000. And at the end of the battle, this unit attacked, you can swap positions with another rearguard. When we said the good one, we mean good in one plan. Or one yeah, and a half. So good in one is still better than not good in five. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I, I mean, there might be some stuff you can do in Bermuda, I don't know. But yeah. it's really not good in Grand Blue. That's what we know. Because Grand Blue just does all that stuff anyway. Grand Blue has text. both. Yeah. But Bermuda also has Final Priscilla. So it'd be kind of a hard sell to go Megiddo over uh, Final Priscilla. Because mm-hmm. it's, sim- it's a similar enough effect. Sure. I mean, I thought the idea here was that you use it when your field's empty and you need to make a field. You can just shit out a field and then push back. It's, yeah. uh, it's your, oh crap, I have nothing else but, and then yeah. pray, pray yeah, and hope. Like, the problem I'm having with Megiddo is, like, he's your panic button, but then because he's being restricted by the ultimate stride mechanic, you can't actually go into it at will. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like this luck thing. It's just like, man, I hope I have it. Yeah, because yeah. you, you, like, if you have no hand and and you want to stride this, you you don't have to just draw into a grade three. You have to draw into your grade three. Yeah, yeah. Right. So. so I guess that's an important distinction between Drachma and Megiddo is that a lot of Dragon Empire clients can find copies of their Vanguard like fairly quickly. Like mm-hmm. Overlords, if you look at a deck like Overlords, like basically you're always going to find a copy of your Vanguard or Blademaster. You can yeah. al- al- often find a copy of your Vanguard. You can mm-hmm. call one back easily. Yeah, Murakumo can clone one and bounce it, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and like, but Megiddo is like, I mean, I guess if you're playing Skyros, maybe you can find a duplicate. Or, or yeah, like, you're me- using Mitros to, but then that kind of relies on you keeping your starter until GB when you can use it. Right, which is not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or There's also what? Bermuda, where you can just draw the deck out and you'll have yeah. it regardless. Or if you're duos, you can search it. But, like, it, it's... I don't know. It It's fine. We, we already mentioned like, that these in other episodes, yeah. but... Yeah. I think that Megiddo is a good card that's hampered by a bad mechanic. Yeah, well said. <laughs> um, It'd be a fine but, GB8. But what can you tell me about good cards which are not hampered by bad mechanics? Well, we could start with Supreme Heavenly Emperor Dragon Dragonic Overlord the Purge. <laughs> so, he has two skills. Act, you f- turn up a card from your G-Zone, any card, and choose a card with Overlord from your hand, put it into soul. If your opponent's damage is four or less, you can deal one damage to them. All trigger effects are nullified. And then GB3, its drive check is equal to the number of cards in their damage zone. I hate right. this card. This card is so. <laughs> if my opponent has no cards, it has one card in my damage zone. It only gets one drive. Yes. At GB three, check. 
Yes. Got it. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would I be was really... going to make this. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it would be really funny as an Angel Feather player if you go into Raphael the turn before. You guarded early, so you already have like low amounts of damage, heal one, and just look at them like, yeah, that's right. They're just going something else. <laughs> <laughs> going to going to uh, Goody Zingenberg. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you guard early, so you have like no field. I mean, this this thing is such a meme. Like, both in what it looks like, where it's got I think six arms at this point, and no, it still has this four. Four. Wait. Oh no, that's the gun. The gun kind of looks like an arm. Okay, never mind. Still four arms. <laughs> I mean, he's always had four arms as uh, dote. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Got guns and shit. So, what does this mean for Overlord players? I mean, they have a really easy advantage engine now with your multiple drive checks, and then as a first stride, it's a way to push damage really quickly, so I think it's really common now in games to just be at three damage your first stride, and then because Overlord doesn't really care about its rear guards too, too much, it can just start shitting out its hand early to rush. So, you know, your opponent during your first stride probably going to be around three damage, push them to four with trigger effects nullified, and then now they more or less have to try and guard your vanguard and still guard your rear guards too. Yeah. And you know. And their regards get dumb strong now because mm-hmm. the, the entire grade two base can gain power very easily. Yeah, and like, of course it's Kagero, so they can retire your early rush. I feel like Bushi screwed up with this card. How so? I feel like it should have been the triple R. It should have to flip itself. Yeah, yeah that's fair. It's, it's very unfair that they that they can use this upwards of four times a game. Yeah, right? this and then, it's, uh, it's representative of a larger issue for me internally about the design of the new GRs coming out. I thought about making yeah. this video, but I figured I'd share it here because I'm not a big fan of the idea that the GRs scale throughout the game. Like, like you can ride them or you can stride them first try and do something very decently powerful, and then they get even better later because now your G-Zone becomes four GRs and then five G-Guards and then seven filler cards, basically. Right, which is what they wanted to avoid before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, and then there's also back... just the market impact of this card is forty five dollars because everyone's buying four of it. And also, mm-hmm. it's, per, also, it's purchases in Japan are one fifty sold out. Oh my god! <laughs> when it comes SP, a... or oh yeah, I think it does. Wait, it's it, it just says GR oh. in the page. So wouldn't it be yeah, GR or a... SGR? Is that what you're thinking of? Hold on, hold on. I don't think they're SGRs. Let me let me check. Hold up. I don't think yeah, they come. Talk to yeah, no. I think you were thinking of the Destiny SP. Oh, that might be it. That might be it. Sorry, they they all look the same to me. <laughs> yeah, it's the <laughs> oh, Destiny. Yeah, it's, Overlord. it's the Destiny dude. SP. Yeah, my bad. Dude, totally fair. Like Overlord stuff yeah, just de- kind of runs together for me. But... Well, the Grade Three SP is 150 sold out. Wow, that's insane. So, so you already have like a very popular archetype in a very popular clan. And a very expensive card that you need multiple copies of, if like for, you know, mm-hmm. with a very popular anime character to boost it up. That's true. Yep. And then the deck actually performs well too, on mm-hmm. top of all of it. So you get fifty dollars GR that you need four of to play. Deep. <laughs> I mean, I think you could get away with three, but that doesn't really solve the problem of you need multiple copies of this. Someone I talked right. to said you would probably do two. 
that bad. No, what? I would no. play three minimum. Yeah, I think like, it's minimum. I would three. Yeah, I would play at least three. Yeah. Like if your opponent suddenly heals to four, you can push him back to five, and then quintuple drive means you can maintain steady advantage. There's no reason not to have this card in your back pocket all the time. Lordy. I guess it's a very solid tempo card. Mm-hmm. It's it's big to just deal a damage to your opponent with like no repercussion. And I, and right. I, especially because they had to put the nullifying triggers part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's why? bad if they don't. Yeah. I mean, Meanwhile, Narukami needs Thunderstrike 5 and Empty Field and 2 Counter Blasts. <laughs> And yeah, trigger you know effects still work. You know what's going to happen? You can win the game with it. You know what's going to happen, right? You're both going to be at four. They're going to stride um, the purge, mm-hmm. deal damage to you. It's going to be heal trigger. Uh, I've had it happen multiple times where they deal damage with purge, and it's been a draw trigger that I need. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just like purge damage, draw trigger. Oh yay! Nullifying trigger effects is major. I'm mm-hmm. when, back when I played Novell, there are so many six damage heals that I negated because of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her? is gross. Her, it, he, uh, whatever. Dragons are genderless in Vanguard, but That's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, but if you would have said him, Atlas wouldn't have mentioned anything. Because that would <laughs> That's true. Because, because our society is obsessed Atlas with... right now. What what'd you say? Calling you out right now. I mean, I'm agreeing with you, so it's kind of <laughs> hard to call someone out where you're like, yeah, that's my fault. Um, all right, and then our other GR is uh, Marshal General of Wave Honor, Alexandros. Oh, fun. So, auto, wave second to third time only. Counterblast one, choose any face down card in your G zone, turn it face up. At the end of the battle that it attacked, you may pay cost. If you do, stand two rear guards and they get. 5k for each face-up card in your G-Zone. What the it's fuck? A... Shouldn't be allowed. Why? Ban this it's, card. It's, it's, it's just Lambros 2.0. Yeah. Yes. That's easier <laughs> to get to, to and gives way more power. And you can do it four times. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it gets exponentially bigger. Sure, please. So, yeah. so the pendulum just swung in the other direction, where they promised, okay, we won't make GRs that flip themselves anymore. And then they're mm-hmm. like, okay, we are going to make GRs but you basically need four anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. This card is really dumb. I like it because I play Aqua Force, but this card is really I'm dumb. See, and I Bushi was doing so well through GBT 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. You know, they were... The GRs didn't feel, like, super absurd. Well, you know, against a lot. Alright, okay, whatever. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll skip that one for a second. But like, you know, th- but you didn't need like four Gansler, right? You're just yeah. like, eh, I could play two, it's fine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And now we're just like, what are they doing with this set? What's what's going on? What happened? I have no clue. Yeah. It's like they were feeling like they needed to push the envelope more, even though Vanguard has been in a really good spot up to this point mm-hmm. through Stride Era. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure why they took this turn like these easily could have been triple r's and flipped themselves yeah. and everything would have been fine and then like mm. what does this do for- i guess as part of it is like they're trying to play into the ziegenberg formula but also applying it to gr's for some reason because every clan needs a couple gr's 
or at least two clans need a GR in every set, and then they don't have room for triple R strides for a lot of them. I mean, well, you, you could have just happens. made something else a GR that was triple R. I know, right? I like, I don't get was, it either. Like, since Bushiro planned sets out in advance, they knew they were going to overbloat this with Aqua Force, and they boosted things up a level in terms of rarity. But then it had to extend over into the Mega Colony booster because there's the similar trend there, so they can't go backwards after they've already set this precedent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they kind of created themselves into a corner. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's my 100%. that's my conspiracy theory. Ho- hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they learn from their mistakes in the future. But um... I thought they had. I really legit thought they had, and they yeah. fucked it up. They were doing good for like two or three sets, and then this happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of disappointment, <laughs> Fanatic, Seth, Seraph, Gavrel, Eden. Best segue uh, ever. <laughs> so it has a it's rescue one, act, act rescue, please stop, once per turn. Soul Blast one, uh, flip itself, choose a card uh, from your damage zone, heal it, choose one of your vanguards, deal one damage. Okay. Standard, just act rescue check. And we can talk about how annoying act rescue checks are in a second. And then it has an auto when this unit attacks. Choose the same number of cards from your damage zone as the number of face-up cards in your G-zone. Call them to separate rearguard circles. They get power plus 3,000 until end of turn. And put the same number of cards from the top of your deck as the number of those units into your damage zone face down. Face down. That's so busy. Yeah. <sighs> I mean... Why does this card exist? Okay, on the plus side, this does get you multi-attacks. But, like... You gotta call yeah. over stuff and. All right, but why is there an act rescue, rescue attached to this card? Because this, this is, is just to flip things up, right? Like it, it, this is designed in a very similar way to the triple R's in set eleven and twelve, which we were just praising. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. However, the previous triple R's have had some kind of a board state effect, right? And this one is just kind of like maybe it does something. <laughs> and what's worse is since Angel Feather wants to play stands, yeah, you know, hitting a stand trigger off this is going to be awful. Yeah, yeah. Well, this and is then... what they want you to do. They want you to get crits during your main phase rescue checks and stand triggers during your battle phase because you can control that. Well, apparently. well, now they're not even wanting that because they're making all these cards that call during the battle phase. So they're just telling you, hope you get crits. <laughs> they're trying to get you to only play crits, then yeah. try to and make it. Uh, I don't know. Make it more obvious. The problem with this, too, is, like, you need to curate your damage zone to get all the combo pieces to do all of your battle phase shenanigans, but at the same time, you're also trying to find crits so that you can be threatening going into your battle phase, so it's just, like, there's so much going on, and for not much reward. And the worst part is... ideas. Is that... All right, so we people used to think that Counterblast was just free in Angel Feather, and that was true when they had Refros at four. But, but Refros is not at four. Yeah, <laughs> Refros at one. I mean, when they used to hand swap a lot, yeah, Counterblast was free then too. But yeah, it's like you know, yeah. But, it seems so, like they kind of ran out of ideas after the previous Gavrel Stride, where they couldn't make this one a better version of that one. So they tapped on Act Rescue and hoped for the best. Just play the No-Sail Stride. The No-Sail Stride might still be the best first stride Angel Feather has. <laughs> I mean, last time I checked, the only topping lists for Angel Feather were No-Sail still. Jesus Christ. But they are topping. 
So that is yeah, but no seal, that, not this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. like I vaguely remember seeing lists for Angel Feather a couple weeks ago, but they were all no seal. Well, good job, good job, Gavro. You're doing your job. Yeah. You know what the best right. part so is he has another one. Your job. <laughs> we have Black Shock Gavrel Prim. What is his name? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it has a Rescue 1 auto, and when you're doing it stride, you can uh, to choose a card from your hand, put it in damage zone, choose a card from your damage zone, put it in your hand, then choose a card from your damage zone, heal it, and choose one of your vanguards and deal one damage. So you get damage Again. swap and heal. Or in Rescue. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, it, but you can get a, um, a face-up uh, a face of damage, a face down damage in your hand, so it kind of acts as a counter charge. Yeah. Um. So that's cool, but it is still more like not battle phase rescue. Mm-hmm. So again, this is kind of deterring playing stands. And then it's generation break two, as you can pay counter blast one card with the rescue ability as cost for strikes. So I, guess I don't know what you're talking about with a GB two. I don't see a GB two on this. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, what you can do, right? Hmm. Oh, you can, oh, sorry. Stride G units with the rescue ability. So, yeah. <laughs> two new Gavrels and that really shitty thing that nobody plays anymore. But you can't even use the old Gavriel because it doesn't have rescue inherently. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, you can use the new Gavrel and uh, that one shitty card from set 9, whose name I forget. But basically, this card, as of right now, does not have a GB2. That's disgusting. Yeah. yeah this, the card this card of is LTL. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so the act, the ask, act, do a rescue check, get GB2, I think was the use uh, the use that it had. Yeah. So I guess the new Gavrel just does that better, because it doesn't require a counterblast as well. Mm-hmm. And then you get... And you get well, this on attack skill. Yeah. Like... When you do all of the skill, it nets out to the same cost, but for that same cost, you get a rescue check and an extra unit on your board. Yeah, these cards seem really underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think uh, the Davril Grade 3 thing suffered what Gaia Emperor did, which was the first version was so good that they were like, well, shit, how do we, we can't really improve on that. We have to, like, just, uh, whatever, throw right. anything but on this, there. This one, they've at least, like, pretended to give it skills that matter. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Gaia Desperado made no such attempt. Yeah, yeah. Like, the with the move towards like power columns and advantage, being able to damage swap with your hand is useful? Question mark. What but they should like, have done. What they should have done is made this a rear guard card. Mm, that would have been yeah. nice. They want you to play, but a lot of the Grade Three Rescue uh, focused cards are actually very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the, I guess there's that space yeah. issue as well. Like. I think the old Gavrio, which by the way got a reprint, is like becoming less relevant because they're we're getting a heavier presence of board control with Overlord and Chaos again, and more decks are getting focused on high power columns and advantage, so the two K isn't mattering as much anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more that they can easily get rid of Broken Heart. Yeah, where you can start stacking up the four Ks instead of two Ks. Yeah. And whatnot. But even decks like Aquaforce now are gaining just absurd levels of power that can get around the marginal amounts of boosts you can get from your re- damage swapping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of Valios, just not Stop letting it. it happen at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, NoCL can do the same thing better. 
Yeah. Because no CL, you can just keep damage swapping to boost higher than Gavriel can, and then you can also filter your da- your damage zone for the grade zero no CLs too. It's also so easier to like restart your damage swapping if you you know it stops for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, man, Refros at four was really gross in no CL. Something something Icarus flew to, uh, too close to the sun. Blah. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> all right, Master Swordsman of First Light, Gerd Helios. So uh, he is uh, once per turn unites. Uh, choose face down card of the same name. Flip it. It gets drive plus one. And then the other skill is GB three. This gets plus five k for each of your rear guards, and your opponent cannot call grade one or greater cards from hand to guard circle that it attacked. So. Uh, yeah, so Durgit got himself quad drive on first stride, much like a uh, other Gancelot that we know of, and he's got Guard Restrict. It's pretty solid. Like I, I was talking to talking to Richard about this. Uh, Richard uh, runs or does all the video stuff for the Nexus Core channel, and Gold Paladin's like his one and only bay. But uh, he has told me that the deck has shifted more toward these like big power columns pushing for advantage, which means that this is actually a very welcome addition to mm-hmm. it. Um, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, since a lot of the stronger decks in the meta are shifting towards that anyways, I think that's fine for Gurgrit. Yeah. Like, um, this thing's pretty good, and mm-hmm. is, a, I, I think, a four of at this point. He got rid of uh, Glorious Raining Dragon in the deck, so it's mm-hmm. just all Gurgit strides now. And uh, apparently it's doing well for him. I'll, ha- I'll have to yeah. play it in person to really get a you know, d- good opinion on it, but it seems promising. I thought you would still keep Glorious Raining for the yeah. multi-attack. That it yeah, gave. I would have kept Glorious Raining, but I guess uh, the other Gurgrit makes bigger columns now, which is... Yeah. Well, no, with, 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 this, with, with this, now you have more Gurgits, which means that uh, Holy Sword of Heavenly Logger gets bigger boosts to your field. So that's why it's another... Uh, that's why it's kind of important for that lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> all right, it's, still, it's, it's all right. Solid card in a solid card in a very fair clan. Yeah. Fifty one fifty one k guard restrict is not as good as it used to be, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And then not having any kind of inherent crit or anything makes it a lot less threatening at four damage. Yeah. All the decks. Does the deck still have to play stands? Uh, yeah, no, I think most people are cutting stands now just to play twelve crits. Yeah, Richard oh, said no, you, that's correct. You do twelve crits no, now. Yeah. No more Jerry. No more Jerry. I actually thought that Jerry was holding back the clan quite yeah, a bit because they had to play him. Uh, a benefit of this is also it reduces the amount of counter blasts you have to use early, so you don't need the counter charging as badly. Also true. That's yeah. I can respect that. <laughs> and next is Dragonic Overlord, the Destiny. So. Has two skills, auto, when it's placed on Vanguard or at the beginning of the right phase, you can pay co- you can Soul Blast 1 if you do. Choose any fighter circle other than the Vanguard circle and put all cer- cards on that circle into the drop zone. How cool would it be to choose Vanguard and just, the whole pile of Soul and Vanguard just go to the drop zone? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean, this is worded so weird. Lose the game. Uh, this is worded weird. Does that mean that you can put locked cards in the drop zone? Yes. yes. Oh. The Soul Blast skill can retire anything. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, not a lot of people know that, so they probably won't actually think to put stuff like Ari Belly or things with resist into the drop zone because people are stupid. 
I mean, it's, it does not retire. It just sends it to the drop zone. Mm-hmm. If we want to use Yu-Gi-Oh terminology. Yeah. Yes. And, I mean, this is accurate. They have ruled before with resist that resist when it says can't be chosen by effects means that completely literally. So if it doesn't have the word choose in it, it doesn't count. I think that's a good way and to do it. You're not choosing though. the unit here. You're choosing the yeah. circle. Yeah. 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 In this case, choosing. we're getting around it by choosing the circle. Yep. And then what's the other skill? And when your G unit strides, you can counterblast one, retire one of your opponent's rear guards, and then track top seven for an overlord and put it in your hand. Sure. So, so potential plus two? Yeah. Yeah. And then since you need overlords for half your costs, this is nice. And it also helps you ultimate stride if you want if you have a hundred uh two hundred bucks to spare on Drachma. Uh, only <laughs> Or six if you're gonna style on people. <laughs> uh challenge to any listeners out there, if you do manage to secure three Drachma and tweet us a video at Nexus at night of you flipping two and striding the third. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But I, I just want to see it. Somebody do it. I don't think the person who has it needs anything from us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. We'll give you a shout out or something. I don't know. But it's... I will that's something you can't buy. Yeah. There's a shout out. Um, so this... It, what, what do you run as the other grade three besides him now? Uh... One of the other it, 12 overlords. Yeah, yeah exactly. probably either the Legend, because Legend can search out Destiny if you miss Ride, or the End, because it still gives you early game. Yeah. Well, what about Spherical Lord, Kappa? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly? Wait, no, clearly you would run the Rebirth to use against all of the Link Joker running around. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. I guarantee you there's going to be one person who does that, at least. <laughs> <laughs> because I have it, nothing to say to that. Because as we know, Link Joker is a worse meta colony. Dot dot. Done. <laughs> Matt, did, you put it on Twitter, right? Or where, where did you put it? No, that, that was from uh, Team Absolution's Discord. Okay, so Team Absolution's Discord. Somebody actually said that, and uh, it was it was hilarious. Uh, that reminds me, I'm gonna have some memeing to do when we get to Valleus. Excellent. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Um, we'll get the spikes one day, given this clan <laughs> order. I'm way down. I'm like yeah. 30 cards down. <laughs> but wait, where's your triple R? <laughs> they don't love us enough to give us the triple R. We <laughs> got forced out by the other 19 Aquaforce cards. I just love that uh, the, the, the meme where, where it's uh, Overlord and... Uh, what was it? I think it was Rising as, as SpongeBob's head, but it was like, hey, we just got our new triple R. Hey, I'm doing for mine soon. I doubt it, you <laughs> know. That that hurt me on a on a deep level. <laughs> I bet. Um, and speaking of things that can hurt you on a deep level, new destruction emperor guy devastate. So he is womp 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 womp. What? <laughs> okay. That was that was a two out of ten segue. <laughs> I mean. As a stand-up comic, I barely do segues anyway, so that's just something I'm... <laughs> no, like, literally, w- during sets, I'm like, fuck it, segues don't exist, moving on. Like, just... Or, or, or do the thing where you finish a joke, awkwardly pause, and then just start talking about the next thing. Because we're supposed to laugh, and you're supposed to, like, continue. Yeah, exactly. But they don't laugh, so you have to, like, continue anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he's a stride with the Engorge ability with, for Tachikaze, and then Counterblast, flip up a copy of him, 
Uh, when he becomes engorged, you may pay the cost. If you do, draw a card. Choose up to two circles other than the vanguard for each face-up card in your G-Zen, and put all of the cards on those circles into the drop zone. If the number of your cards put into the drop zone is three or more, this gets 10k crit and quad drive. So, uh, I love this thing a lot. One, because it can get rid of locked cards. Two, mm-hmm. because it works when you're behind. And those are the two things that Tachikaze needed. So, uh, yay. If you are cutting Dogma, nice what the butter, fuck? Right? Yeah. Why the hell would you cut Dogma for this? Just cut. Who said that? Who said that uh, they would do it was, that? It was on Twitter. I put do- was, had it playing four Devastate and four uh, Dynast and two Dogma, and I was like, what the fuck? I, I, this, yeah, guy I, is, this guy is retarded. I cut Dogma down to two also, but like it, it's two Dynast, Strategy Dant, four of him, two Dogma, uh, GB8, five, or Seabreeze, 5G guards. Just don't play the GB8, easy. I like the GB8, though. It's good. I don't know if I would ever cut Dogma to less than four if I was playing Tachis. No, I would definitely play three Dogma. Wait. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not like I threw out the other two Dogma. I still have them. It's just as what, of right now. you burned now. them? Yeah, exactly. They made super... <laughs> greatest kindling. They, they made super uh, sparkly flames. But this thing uh, not only allows you to... What I just said before, but it also uh, can fuck up the opponent's board as well. So mm-hmm. it, it's a good stride just to push advantage. Yeah. Um, and... By the time you use this, because I don't, I think this is like okay for a stride. I don't use, but this like for more ever, likely, ever. you're probably gonna use Dynast still, and then within your second stride, you can nom on six cards. Yeah. So basically, three of yours, and then nuke the opponent's board, mm-hmm. more or less. I mean, the uh, the the thing with uh, his first, like, why would you use this as a first stride? You have Guy Dynast and also Gradigant. Which mm-hmm. y- either the opponent has a board or they don't, and then you go into one or the other, and then yeah. this or dogma. Like there, there are branching paths on first, first and second stride, and you know, G guarding into this isn't bad either because then you can just mm-hmm. like nom on four cards, n- nom on four cards, and that's your first stride with thirty six k crit and quad drive. That's pretty pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get, you get to plus two from that to your hand. Yeah. And then, most likely, with Gaia's skill, you're going to regurgitate at least two of those things you ate. Yeah, and then more if you have uh, Tank Mammoth and uh, and one other card that, in this set that I will get to when we get to the rares. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, good stuff. Moving on. Matt, your turn. All right. Next one is um, something Law Deity of the Fifth Costume Yasui Genma. This is the Murakumo Triple R that Spikes doesn't have. <laughs> Gotta kick him while he's down. That's cold blooded. blooded. (laughs) Don't don't worry though. It's not it's not super good, but it it is worth a lot of discussion. So it has an act of soul blessed one. uh, Flips the same name. uh, Unit face up. Choose a card from your rear guard circle or drop zone. Search your deck for up to one card with the same name as that card. Call it to rear guard circle. Shuffle your deck at the end of turn. Return the called unit to hand, aka not to deck. And then it has a Shadow Stitch, uh, GB3. At the end of battle, this unit attacked a Vanguard and did not hit. Choose up to five units, and they get power plus 5,000, critical plus one until end of turn. Interestingly, you could choose your Vanguard, but I'm not sure why you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a future-proofing for some type of restander Murakumo when you return it back to deck or something. That, that'd Ooh, be cool. 
or or, or like uh, they made a gear groovy for this and Homer a Raider. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Just copy to axe skills. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or no, that's an auto. But what, yeah. One's an auto, one's an axe. So yeah. Anyway, so this card is um, one. Hmm, how, how to describe this? So this this goes with another card in the set, and we'll I guess so we'll talk more about it when I get to it. But the big point I wanted to make is that if you're doing this guy's skill, uh, th- I think this card requires a bit different setup than Tenma, and I'm not sure I even. This might be just more worth than Tenma at more times, because mm-hmm. you only need your opponent at four for this to matter. If you're playing twelve crit or like ten crit two stand, mm-hmm. so like if you're playing like ten crit two stand, you just play the two strand stands that, co- that double copy unit, the one from uh, set three. Hidden scroll, hidden scroll, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you could n- now you're attacking with Vanguard. I play ten crits. Do you want to do you want to guard? And you're like yes. Okay, now, now everybody's got crits. Do you want to guard? Yeah, now everything like, has crits, and then yeah. you have like back row attackers and a restander. So basically, assuming assuming you get to your opponent to four, which is much easier if you're not like need to, needing to save every single resource for for Tenma. Um, now you can now you can do this thing where you're like, all right, well I'm gonna push you to four, and then if you don't guard my vanguard, you're forced to guard everything else the rest of the turn. Mm-hmm. And it, or if you do guard my vanguard, you're forced to guard everything else the rest of the turn. If you don't guard my vanguard, well, you could just die. So I think this <laughs> yeah. is just going to be... This, it removes options for the opponent. Mm-hmm. Where Tenma gives the opponent a lot of options, and the more the opponent knows about your deck or the clan, the worse Tenma gets. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, this is good, question mark? Uh, I think this is... Um, I think it is a good direction. But okay. I think it still needs more help. Yeah. It's a good it's a good bridge point stride between Goma and Obama Buster. Yeah, it's also a decent first stride, uh, because its soul blast skill is like pretty decent because it can copy from drop, so you're not like required to have stuff in play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh because one problem with but it the issue or the reason you'd want to stride this card first is because a lot of the new rear guards that work well with this are GB two mm-hmm. instead of GB one. And Yasuo Goma doesn't work well with GB two cards because he calls the G unit to the field, so yeah. you're not a GB two. Yeah, never understood that. Why you have so many GB two rear guard cards? That's yeah. a and, that's the discussion for the day. Yeah, and then one of the other commonly used first strides is Kagamijishi, who doesn't flip anything at all, so you're not a GB two there either. It's a shame. Yep. Um, so, so th- does this like move the clan up or down at all, or is it just like? I mean. Any support technically move the clans up because yeah. the, the decks cannot get worse with new support. I mean, they can't get... Sorry, I, I should clarify what I mean by this. Uh, they cannot become weaker in a vacuum with more support. I like, see. If, like, I'm not... Let's not look at other clans. Let's only look at Marakumo. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. deck's strength against, you know, some c- controlled dummy, the deck's going to be better than, with any amount of new cards than it would without any new cards. Gotcha. Yeah. But... And then uh, if all the new cards are bad, well, you can't really go lower because it's not like you're going to actively make your deck worse. It'll just stay the same. Yeah, but uh, I do think this moves does... I think overall Murakumo is moved up by this set, uh, even with regards to other decks. It's just Murakumo gets no support, and they waste slots on stupid shit. Yeah, like the three Aqua Force Triple R's that we have coming up. Ready, go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, first Blue Wave Martial Dragon, Flood Hazard Dragon. See, that's a segue so, that's 10 out of 10. 
<laughs> so, so let's kill. Let's counterblast one. Choose the face down card with the same name and discard two cards from your hand. At the end of the battle, that your rear guard with blue wave in its card name attacked. If you have a heart card with blue wave, and it is the fourth battle of the turn, you can pay the cost. If you do, stand it, and it gets drive minus three. My question and is, then, why didn't they just make it say wave four? I don't know. They decided to stop printing Wave, even though they printed Wave on literally everything in the clan booster. Weird. Anyway, continue. And then continuous GB3. This unit gets Drive plus one, and all rear guards with Blue Wave get in their card name in the front row get Power plus two thousand. So we have a first strike restander. That's all right. And then this card is really good later in the game because the Drive plus one allows you to mitigate its minus and the plus 2k for your to your front row helps things like Galeus hit actual numbers for all three of his attacks um are I'm jealous why are you jealous because I want this card in my clan so that's how good it is <laughs> yeah I mean I think because a lot of clans now are getting a lot of advantage base uh, this card isn't as threatening as it could be because 26k is a lot easier to guard now because everyone and their mother seems to have a G guard or a PG first stride. Yeah. And then it also asks you to make a really heavy commitment to your field and to your counter blasts. You need at minimum two to be able to make the turn work. And then you're probably going to need a third or to have found Brutal Trooper early so that you can mitigate the minus on your first stride. So, you either have to play it slower in the early game because you need your opponent to give you counterblasts and you don't want to lose any of your restanders early, or you just don't use it first stride. What would you use first stride instead? Still, Commander Alexandrus. Oh, duh. Duh. <laughs> duh. duh. We discussed this. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, I think Alexandros a... overall is a safer and more consistent first stride. I think it can make about the same amount of pressure with the same with two counter blasts like this can, but you're not putting as much of a risk on yourself for having to discard a lot of cards early. Yeah, and this kind of in the later game niche doesn't that also compete for space with Tetraboil then? No, no. Like once you're at GB three, te- this is better than Tetraboil. Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's go to the power, the power spread. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the power being able to get five drive checks, which isn't too big of a difference, but it does help, yeah. especially since you get the quad drive early. Yeah, and it also doesn't have any wave restrictions on when it has to do its first battle, so you have more flexibility with your rear guards. Also true. So good card. Yeah, good card. I just don't think it's actually very useful for a stride. This honestly feels like a double art, doesn't it? Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's in the like, wrong plan. Let me let me uh, let me recruit it over to my team real quick. <laughs> <laughs> my brother's gonna drag it. <laughs> uh, One day. Well, you're done. Next triple R, Supreme yeah. Ruler of the Storm, Thavos. So when you're has two skills. When your genius strides, you can call up to one card from your hand, then choose one of your rear guards. It doesn't have to be the one you called, and it gets resist, and if that rear guard that you gave resist has the re- the wave ability, it can attack from the back row. And then it gets a one per- once per turn GB2. Wave first time or fourth time. You can counterblast one at the end of the battle that this unit attacked, and so attack anything, which means if you, you can't try to gimp the wave requirement by attacking the rear guard then you can stand it. 
<clears throat> All right. That's really so good. this card is really good. So being able to give resist helps against Kagura, which is in the meta now, because you can stop Denial Griffin. And then against things like Link Joker, where they're choking off parts of your board, you can give it to a back row unit to give back row attack and keep up the pressure. Yeah, and then also and then, that, that uh, helps against the, the flippy G-Draw that locks back row stuff. Mm-hmm. Too. Uh, actually, it doesn't, because she doesn't say choose for the part where your opponent blocks. Oh, really? Damn. Yes. Yeah. So, but I don't think a lot of people realize that, so hopefully this doesn't bite me in the ass saying it on the podcast. And then auto, the rear guard skill is really useful because it's just another restander, so you can make more pressure. So how much of the original Thavas do you cut in favor of this? All of them. All of them? So it's just him and Styrus or something? Or? No, I mean, I Old? still play the original Thavos because I use Mitras as my starter, so uh, okay. I'd rather have the Thavos name so I can search out the correct Thavos than have my deck die completely. Gotcha. Man, the old Thavos is so bad, though. It is. It is goddamn terrible. And what? then, like I said, you can't really gimp its restandability by attacking a rearguard because it just says at the end of the battle that it attacked. Yeah. I mean, you, it's not like Tidal Assault where you're like trying to save it or whatever. It's still a battle that counts, and yeah, you know, it'll hit most things. Like the only thing really is that it doesn't mesh particularly well with Alexandros, unless you just attack with it twice and then use it to restand him only and just give the power to something else without restanding it. Just restand his booster. Yeah, that's true. Or, if you give his booster the back row attack, you can boost with it and then get an attack from it later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, what's, what's your grade 3 lineup now? Uh, four of him, three of the old Thavas, because I'm running Mitros. Gotcha. If I was running Bubble Edge, I would probably still run a couple of the old Thavas because uh, the name is too important. But I might consider Benedict, which is the grade 3 title assault. Ah, uh, yeah. Forgot about Benedict. Um, and shameless plug. If you want to see a list that my boy Fisher gave me, you can go to my channel and check it out. That's true. Yes. Can't do that. Yeah. I and then should do that. <laughs> the third of the Aquaforce Triple R's. Oh my god, it never ends. Way too many goddamn cards. Yeah. I play this clan and I think we have too many foils. Yeah. Uh, it is Blue Wave Marshall Valeos. So, has two skills. Auto Counterblast 1, at the beginning of the ride phase, you can pay cost. If you do, call one card with Blue Wave, give it power plus 2,000, and if you call the card, draw a card. Alright. This card, this skill is like, eh. Like, the problem is that the draw is tied to you calling a card, so if you already have an appreciable sk- uh, field, you're not going to use this. And then also, Blue Waves are very Counterblast heavy, so... yeah. Like, it gives thing. us something that the deck needs, but at the same time, it has so many conditions that it's really impractical. Bummer. And then the other skill is Soul Blast, a card with Blue Wave in its name. When your G unit with Blue Wave in its original card name strides, you can pay cost. If you do, choose one of your opponent's vanguards until unturned. Its power increases or decreases to 11,000, and its power cannot increase or decrease other than with this skill or with the Shield of Guardians. That's retarded. Yeah. Yes. Why? The this will basically just take the variance out of your turns because now you can just keep swinging at them and damage triggers don't matter. Like, people <laughs> say that this skill kind of falls off when they're at five damage, but I've been screwed over by miracle heals enough times that no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All 
This is dumb. Yeah, this is like the thing. one saving grace against Aqua Force is that you can just get a trigger and like be okay. Yeah. And then you can also combine this with Alexandra, so you're gaining some ridiculous amounts of power and you can't rely on triggers to save you. Ridiculous. Oh wait, no, you can't combine it with Alexandros. <laughs> Never mind. I'm okay. stupid. Okay, so that, that is that is two brain farts related to Alexandros today. Let's see if we yeah. can go for the for the uh, triple whammy. Yeah. So basically, you only use this on Flood Hazard because all of your attacks on Flood Hazard are going to be pokes. So do you drop uh, Tetra Drive? I drop Anger Boil. Oh, you dropped Anger Boil. I dropped both of the current grade threes. What's the other grade <laughs> three you run then? Uh, it's the other grade three we got in this set, which we'll get to later. Oh, okay. All right. So Talk about the rares. Also, still feels like a double R. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think this blue wave stuff should have been as high rarity as it is. Like, it, it, I want you to lose your wallet. Yeah. You had the police CEO on his way, uh, from stepping down from his current position. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, Thavis definitely feels like a triple R, though. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Thavis feels like a triple R. Dev feels like a triple R. But this blue wave stuff doesn't. Yeah, I and I don't think feels like a triple R two. Yeah. And Wait. I don't think the what it adds will really help the blue wave deck improve in the meta. Oh, so um, like we got all this shiny stuff that's like, it's okay. Okay. Well then. All right. Yeah. So speaking of uh, less good. Yeah. We have <laughs> black repair two at, Two out of ten sideway. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a PG. It has a PG skill that can guard a unit instead of a vanguard. Okay. So anyway, it also has a rescue one in the damage zone. It's an auto. At the beginning of the guard step that your unit with the rescue ability was attacked, you may call this card to guard circle from damage zone, and it gets and it shield has, plus 15,000. And it has to be face up. Uh, yes, call this face up card to guard circle, yes. Mm -hmm. And then if you do, you put the top deck into your damage zone face down, and you ch then you uh, perform a rescue check, i.e. choose a card from your damage zone, heal it, choose one of your vanguards, and do one damage. So That's like a soft counter blast, but then you'd probably just rescue the thing you put face down. Yeah. I hope so. A soft counter blast, I like that. Um. <laughs> yeah, this card is, um, this card exists. Yeah, like... It is helpful if you end up running the new Gavriel, which I don't think anyone is doing because they're all just playing no CL, but... Yeah, that's basically it. Like, this card probably won't see a lot of play if everyone's still playing no CL. And, like, for a per perfect card with the rescue ability, people just play the first rescue PG anyway. Yeah, because they you can keep damage swapping with it. Yeah. Although, this does give you two damage swaps if you have Broken Heart. Yeah. So, now that the new Gavriel doesn't gain power on its own, being able to increase your Broken Heart boosts is nice, I guess, but then you have to play the new Gavrielle. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh... So, the other... Tri Wait, what, you were going to say something about this PG? Oh, no, it wasn't about the PG, I was going to say. We're about to get to the point where all the clans in the set got a heal trigger that all have the same skill. Right, so we're just going to read this one, and then we're going to say... The rest of them have that heal skill. Exactly. So we can just skip that section, basically. Go for right. it. Right. So there's Eradicate Celestial Raviel. Ravioli. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it has an auto. You can bind this card face up, and you choose another card with heal from your drop and bind it face up. And when this card is discarded from hand for the cost of G-guarding, 
Um, you may pay that cost if you do counter charge one or soul charge one. So the uh, so that includes Liberator Shaggy Rabbit, Dragon Dancer Tara, Converse Orinth, and uh, Stealthine Tamayuki, as well as Dudley Cheers Lindsay. And Blue Wave Engineer Refit Sailor. What? You forgot um, the Aqua Force one. Yeah, the Aqua Force one. Where's the Aqua Force one? Uh, Blue Wave Engineer Refit Sailor. Oh, th- there it is. You have to go through the four Aqua Force double R's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, I like these. I like actually, actually like these hills heal skills more than the uh, the fire special ones by like a really wide margin. It. Yeah, me, they're really good. They're really solid. Yeah, it, for me, it depends on what clan they're for like if it's a clan that doesn't touch their drop no. zone hell yeah so much better but no it's it's like this right the reason that these i think are strictly better in almost i think in every case we have so far so far is because these don't care what you're g-guarding into that's true like the fire collection ones have to g-guard into their respective g-guard that came with it yeah mm-hmm. but these ones can g-guard in anything and you get a skill from it you know every two yeah which is, and even if you don't use a G-Guard for the first one, let's say, you know, you heal it off, whatever. Or, or soul charge like, and soul blasted, or... Yeah, yeah. Like you, you can get excess value. Like, I think this this style of heal is just so much, so much better. Especially for clans that, like, need... I struggle like, with counter blast. Yeah, I need them... And, and you look at the old uh, Angel Feather heal trigger from Fire's Collection, it's awful. And this one's just so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, who, who do you think benefits most from this set with this kind of heal trigger? Aqua Force. Aqua Force. That's why the Spike Aqua Force. Brothers. The, yeah, Aqua and Spikes. The Aqua mm-hmm. Force heal in Japan is like six bucks. Wow. <laughs> it's a double R. <laughs> How much is a Spike Brothers one? Let's find out. Probably like a buck fifty. Yeah. Just because two dollars. Uh, oh, not a bad profit. Oh, sorry, I lied. The Aqua Force one is seven sold out. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the Kagura one is four sold out. What's Tachikaze? Yeah. Uh, probably two. I yeah. don't know. The Tachikaze one actually is good because we do have resource problems. So yes, good. Um, I really can't even find the Tachikaze one. What does it even look like? The Spike one is good because it you can get a free search off of it because of jelly beans. But we can get to that later if we oh, if you want uh, to. Oh, the Tachikaze one is a dollar. There you go. Um, Okay, well, uh, speaking of things that no one cares about... God, I'm terrible at sideways. Uh, <laughs> Shining Fang Liberator Darmor Excel. So uh, they finally gave Darmor another grade 3. Uh, he's counterblast 1 when you're G-in it with Liberator or Darmor strides. You may pay the cost. If you do, look at three cards from the top of your deck, call up to two cards with Liberator and their card name from among the separate rear, put the rest on the bottom. And then the other skill is Auto Vanguard GB1. Choose two of your rear guards with Liberator and put them on the bottom of the deck in your any order. At the end of the turn, you may pay the cost if you do draw a card. So, according to Richard, this is very good with the Darmor stride from GBT10. And now Garmore can kind of stand on its own with like the High Beast Liberator deck, as well mm-hmm. as like Gurdy being its own deck. So this thing's great because also the GB one helps you prevent deck out. Helps you prevent deck out. It keeps cards in your hand so that you can guard. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Like I think this just benefits the Garmore meme deck either way, but makes it a more legitimate deck. Yeah, I mean. Where's the line between meme and actually being good? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind. It's kind of sad that he's not a high beast. 
Like, I know he's a, he looks like a human, but should have it, like, continuous this unit is also high beast. Or, or something to make that the Garmore stride better, you know? The real tragedy is this is also not a royal paladin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, oh, this unit is also... That would be kind of interesting. Stolen. It, yeah. Except for the Liberator slash Garmore thing that kind of fucks you over if it's also a royal paladin, but... Why? Because um, Liberator... So but it just, just doesn't do anything more. Yeah. Hmm. True. It's just you're not call, you're not going to call anything ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is finally time. Proof, go for it. Oh, what? I, I can talk now? Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, so sad. Yeah. It's so sad because spikes. Well, it's not sad. Not sad for my wallet because yeah. we got great value in cards. But I like to say that Spike's got cards that would have been upper rarity if the set wasn't so bloated, and I still think that's the case. But the first card we have is Blackhorn King, Bullpower Agrius, and, and his skills is kind of blast one, persona flip. When this unit attacks, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose any number of your rear guards and bind them face up. If you bound three or more cards, draw a card, choose up to two cards from your bind zone for each face-up card in your G-zone, and call them to separate open rearguard circles. So, this card is amazing. I I definitely love this card for spikes. It gave us a better first stride option to put things into charge that wasn't Rising Supernova, mm -hmm. because Supernova was fairly awkward in what it could do. And this card is one of the first spike cards that let us actually draw a card during uh, our turn yeah. <laughs> for some refunds. <laughs> and it and enables nice multi-attacking options that doesn't require us to put cards onto the board for uh, extra skills, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, we can just call out a board, attack with it, and then bind it and call some stuff back out and attack with it again, which is really what helpful for us. What I like about this card, too, is that... Um... You this it, you don't get fully punished for like calling a rear guard early to like you know attack, right? Yeah, because <laughs> now you actually like have just, something you can do with it. We mm -hmm. can threaten with, with like a little poke column and then bind it and then draw a card off of it or something. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna call this cobalt nine, and you're like, <laughs> well. yeah. <laughs> and you can also call more things early because you can actually get them into the binds and the column back as opposed to supernovas like all right i'm going to charge this one card and everything else i called in my early game is still stuck here yeah like you can have two cards on the board with charge uh bind them and call them back and you get two cards back to the deck with charge potentially instead of one with supernova and get a draw mm -hmm. refund off of it so yeah. you you're committing cards to attack and pressure your opponent but then you get the refunds back so it's not like you really committed much at all while you Hit your opponent with charge units that mostly gain plus five thousand power while they're attacking. How does this nice little... go when ahead? When I first read the, when I first read this card, I was like, "Oh god, it says like I was just skimmed it and I just said, "Oh god, it says bind." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then you read it and you're like, "Oh, this is not nearly as bad." <laughs> How does this scale in the way? Is this going to be an axe diver again? Please say no. And you're like, "It kind of is, but it's not as shit. <laughs> it's like much better." <laughs> The thing to note is that if you don't bind three cards, you get nothing else. You get none of the benefits. You can't call, you can't draw, you can't do anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, but can you, you can do this against Narukami, though, can't you? You can just pull things out of your bind zone? 
Yeah. yeah. It's so a nice have to buy three cards. Again. Yeah. You have to buy three, but then you can call five, so you can minus two their um, Thunderstrike yeah. effectively. So that's kind of a cool little trick to it. Yeah, and then if you pull a bunch of charging cards, they all go away. Yeah. Yep. So, and then you have to kind of play with your field and your opponent to make sure they don't blow your skill out the water. Like if you're facing Kagro, you don't want to walk into a denial griffin and they ruin your entire turn and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all in all, I give it a great a great rating, five out of five, whatever you want to call it. It's an automatic four of in my G zone because Sometimes I can finish the game off with a second Agarius turn by calling a nice field of charge things and yeah. um, making combo plays off of that. Honestly, I feel like Spike Brothers is, is the most complicated plan to play with, despite yeah. its appearance and play style at a glance. Again, I yeah. think the real problem is that before the clan just tried to minus you at every turn, so you had to like... Mm-hmm. mitigate what the clan was trying to force you into. Yeah. (laughs) I do think Agrius helps to simplify the clan a little bit because it lets you commit it from your hand more without having to worry about like, do I have enough soul for Miracle Ace or like, how can I finagle my field so I can get charging and start my multi-attack chain? Yep. And actually makes Deadly's better, the meme that they are. Because this is a much better first try than all their other options. (laughs) <laughs> is it sad that every time someone says Dudley, I just immediately think of uh, Harry Potter's cousin? Like... I think of the Dudley brothers from uh, WWE. WWE. Oh, oh yeah. I, I guess we should. I actually, met one of them in real life not too long ago. Oh, fun, fun. fact. <laughs> Where at? You know, I'm I'm still shocked yeah. that Alvin is like, or sorry, Rupier is like into professional wrestling. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I haven't even I been watching too. it as much recently. I, I know. I'm just, it's not. It's not that. Like you know, I think it's bad. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Like I didn't expect. It. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely don't strike me as like a WWE type person. I was looking for his Twitter, and I found what I thought was his Twitter, but it had a bunch of you know like wrestling posts. And I'm like, is this him? <laughs> I can't be. <laughs> to answer Atlas's question, I saw him in the airport when uh, my wife and I were coming back home. Where he he was. On the same flight as us, and I saw him outside the gate, and I got a picture with him. That's so cool. <laughs> so awkward segue into my personal new favorite card. It is Giant Star Rising Great Star. Did they change his name? It just says yeah, Giant Rising Great Star. Like he's you know a- what? I'm okay with it. It's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be giant. He's gonna be Rising Great Star whenever I refer to him anyway. So I don't care what his uh. His title is. Yeah. <laughs> as long as he has Ryzen in the card name, I am A-OK. Yeah. <laughs> but his skill is uh, Counter Blast 1, choose a card from your hand to put it into your soul. When this unit is placed on Vanguard or Rearguard, you may pay the cost. If you do, search your deck for up to one grade 2 or less card with a charge ability. Call to an open Rearguard circle, shuffle your deck, and if this unit is charging, this unit gets plus 3,000 power until the end of turn. And then auto on Vanguard GB2 at the end of each turn. If the number of your rear guards is two or less, choose one of your rear guards and put it into your soul. If you do, draw a card. <clears throat> Whew, that's a lot. <laughs> but it is amazing. It was it was funny when this was revealed that a lot of people saw that it didn't have a stride skill and discredited the card for what it could do. And then I was like, wait a second. Let me think about this. And then I kind of worked out what it could do. And it kind of 
opened my eyes to a lot of different options. And for for more of these options, see Living Proofs Vander uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> but like, <laughs> this is uh, this is definitely like, doesn't this fix a lot of the like awkward places? Like when you're trying to call a field off of something, he can just bring something else out with him, basically. Yeah, it helps a lot when it comes to like um, denials. Some of your big combo turns, your denial griffins. If you can somehow get him called back out, you can call another unit out for the cost of a card from your hand and a counter blast. And then it forces your opponent to have more denial griffins or insert disruption option here type of thing. Yeah. So it's a really nice way to recover from denial griffins and impede dragons for the his first skill. Yeah. And it's a very it's a big blowout for um Hellheart eight turns when you call out the PG that we got, which we'll get to soon. So I, I enjoyed for that aspect of it too. And then but about, the reason I love it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm excited. Oh, I was I, I was I was asking what about the GB two, and then I assumed. Oh yeah, I was getting there. The, the reason I love this card so much is the GB two is another rare form of card advantage, and spikes just let us refund a card off our field for a draw. And I doubt we'll get there just because it's going to go long. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, my favorite common in the set prompt cheetah mm-hmm. which if you read the you can read the card but after it attacks while charging you can soul blast one to bind it and call it back at rest and between cheetah agrius and great star it's a nice combo i guess triangle to be able to draw cards and add two cards to your hand through your turn so it's my favorite card in uh my favorite common card in the set to combo with this and it's just a nice way to draw cards and dig for pieces deeper like get pg so many times i've shoved a card into the soul and drew a pg off of it just to help me live through the next turn and since it's who so many things so many things i'm gonna try to truncate it <laughs> i mean you have like a full video going over this like in depth too right yeah, it was like 20 minutes or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the thing I didn't mention in that video, I think, is that the GB2 can help play around lock because the way the end of the turn sequence happens is you that cards... Right, you destry and then unlock everything in the same step and then autos go on to the st- onto standby. Mm-hmm. So you can absorb the card that previously unlocked, assuming I have two or less rear guards, and then I open up that circle again against Lean Joker players. Assuming it's not retired or something other thing going on with that. Yeah. So uh, it's nice. Retiring yeah. does help you to get to the two rear guard cost. True. So nice little nice little interaction there. And all in all, it's my go-to Vanguard ride, and it completely took out Ryzen Nova as of a vanguard option for the things i like to play mm-hmm. because you get the you get the skill anyway and you get the ability to refund and rising nova's ability is kind of limited if you don't have them as a vanguard to just miracle ace or being stride fodder yeah. so it's kind of phasing his way out until further notice because great star is that great <laughs> that's uh that's crazy um, so the, the next part is Dudley Cheers Lindsay and you mentioned Jelly Beans do you want to just go over that real quick so my, my boy MF Beans uh, mother effing beans he, uh, <laughs> what he says is you reveal him he's a grade 3 from actually I have one next to me he's from EB3 or 
Extra Booster 03, which is the same one where I think Spectral Duke came from. Yes. So that's how far back this thing is. <laughs> but it says reveal it from your hand and put it to the top, and you can search for a great two or less deadly card in its name and add it to your hand. So since Deadly Chairs, Lindsay obviously has Deadly in its card name. If you play Jelly Beans, you can just freely fetch out heal triggers for G Guard costs at will as long as it's during your act phase or your main phase. So basically, you just made the Hellhard deck even more consistent. Exactly. Great. Thank you, Bushy. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. The one time we're happy about having a Dudley card. Hey, as long as Dudley stuff stays generic and it doesn't force you or shoehorn shoehorn you into a Dudley deck, it's okay in my book. Set 9 was a mistake for Dudley. (laughs) I bet. Um, so this is the best dumb support I've ever made. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of mistakes, Blue Storm, Breaking <laughs> Dragon, and Gulf Maelstrom. Oh my god, it's just you until the end of the tri- double R's. Go, let's go. Yeah. So wait for time only. For the battle that this unit attack, your opponent cannot call, call cards from hand to who uh, guard circle with grades less than the number of cards with Maelstrom and their card name in your soul. And so, then act once per turn, you can choose you can turn up a face-down G unit, and uh, if you have two face-up cards in your G zone with Maelstrom, it gets power plus 5,000 and critical plus one until the end of turn. So busy. Yeah. does yeah. so much for so little gain. Yeah. yeah. So, and this actually does have wave printed on it. Why couldn't they put it on Flood Hazard? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, like, the, the, the thing with this is, like, so the idea is just hand in G zone, so that what they want you to do is have four Maelstroms in the soul. Five. Five. Oh, yeah. Less than, sorry, not less than or equal to. Five? How do you do that? You don't. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> With great luck. Yeah. Like, you would have to, like, consistently discard Maelstroms or heal them out of your damage and also have the grade two that puts Maelstroms into your soul and probably multiple copies so that you can actually restrict everything. That's messed up. This card is, like, not very good. It doesn't gain enough power to get over really big G-guards. Like, being able to restrict grade 1s and 0s fairly consistently is, like, okay. If you're against an opponent that has bad G-guards and needs the grade 0s to supplement them, then it might steal the game. But otherwise, like, I think G-guards are just getting too powerful for this to deal with them. Poor bastard. If it, if this was in set nine, do you think it would have been better? Or mm, maybe I think around set nine, something like this might have still had an impact. But I think now, like thirty one k thirty eight, like if you boost it, you can like maybe finagle it to thirty one if you have Malika. Yeah. Uh, so Dude, like too big now. Mm-hmm. You need basically you need a lot of luck to deal with decks that have bad G guards, and then decks with good G guards. This just doesn't help you. Day late and a dollar short, my friend. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is Blue Storm Supreme Dragon Lordly Maelstrom. Are they going to so stop with a... the Maelstrom stuff ever? Or is it just going to be memed until it dies? I don't it's... know. Maybe it'll get I'm good one day. Like, they keep having to shove three archetypes into every Aquaforce set, and it's really annoying. Can we just have Blue Waves and Thavas? Thanks. So, <laughs> like, Counterblast 1, when you stride a G-unit with Maelstrom, they're probably not going to stop. 
<laughs> because we have to keep making Maelstrom strides because of this fucker. Yeah. And then you can choose a card from your drop zone and put it to your soul. So this is how you get your Maelstroms into your soul. And then choose up to one card with Blue Storm in this card name. Call it to rear guard. And until end of turn, the unit you called gets uh, red text once per turn at the end of the battle that attacks stand it. So this skill is like almost good, but then you have to give it to the thing you called. Why? So, this is annoying when like literally 30 minutes ago we were talking about Thavis, which is called then pick something, anything. Yeah. Like, why did like, the- I'm fine with it being restricted to Blue Storm, shitty archetype support, whatever, but like having to give it to the thing you call, it's like, if my field is already good, then I have to really work around it. Like, either find the 10k back row attacker or just hope intercept, ex- anticipating that I would use the skill or hope my opponent got rid of the rear guard for some reason. And then. It's your, it's your penance for being hamstrung yeah. to a dead anime character. Yeah, and then its other skill is Auto GB2. You can counterblast one. At the end of the turn, if there are four more attacks, you can pay the cost, draw a card, and your opponent retires one of their rear guards. So this is actually a good skill. It's just tied to a bad card. Shame. (laughs) What a shame. Yeah, like, if they had printed this skill on literally anything else, it might have been good. But it's stuck on a shitty Maelstrom card, so it's not good. Waste of amazing artwork. Mm-hmm. He he even like, looks like he's like ashamed, like he doesn't want to look at you directly. Like, oh god, he's my effects <laughs> bad. Yeah. Like, honestly, if they had made this generic, this would be really, really good. What, but it's it, not. So, that, or yeah, that would be interesting. What they should have done is uh, just like either either make this like a generic, like rare grade three. That would have mm-hmm. been cool. Um, yeah, or it's like almost like a budget thousand or something. If this were generic, I would run this as a backup to Thavos. Oh, hell yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. And then, finally, we got Blue Wave Shield General Yorgos. So, it is a PG for Blue Wave only, and then it has a GB1 skill. You can bind it face up from your drop zone. You choose one of your Blue Wave rear guards, and it can attack from the back row. This is like... Eh... I have used it to get extra attacks on Flood Hazard or something, but because it's in the back row and Flood Hazard only gives power to the front row, like you need to do some work to give it power or give the skill to one of your restanders so it can gain power. Mm-hmm. Like it's decent. I'm going to use it because I can't afford Play-Dohs. That's that's sad and understandable, yeah. but mostly sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it does give you, like, marginal outs to Link Joker because you can open up a rear guard. If they have a rear guard circle in the back row open, you can put something there. Or if your hand is that dead and because Ultimate Stride is a shitty mechanic, you can't use Megadale, you can try to force extra attacks out so you can use one of your other strides. Uh, what do you think about the, the fact that it can only guard blue waves? I mean, since it's a subclan PG, I expected that. It's yeah. shitty that our effect PG is restricted to an archetype, but uh, Angel Feather has to deal with the same problem, so... I mean, also, Play-Doh is so, like, important for Aqua Force mm-hmm. that it's like, you know, whatever. Yeah. This is one of those things where, from a budget standpoint, I would have liked this to be generic so I could lose it in Thavos, and Thavos actually has cards that can take better advantage of an extra back row attack, but it's not, so... Eh. What a shame. This card's like a 2 out of 5. Well, uh, that is all of the cards from 
ZR, now I have to say that, all the way down to double R. So now we get to the point where we point out commons and rares that are worth looking at. Um, we uh, So if we want to just kind of go around Robin on that, you can choose whatever clan you want. It doesn't have to be like the ones you were talking about before. But anyway. You said like I'm not going to pick spikes. <laughs> I mean, I was mostly talking to like... Yeah. Might be better if we just talk through all the cards we wanted to talk about when our turn comes up. I mean, fine, but that's fair. we have two, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Matt, why don't you go first then? All right. So the Matt first sounds one. sounds so defeated. You sound you sound sick almost. What happened? Oh no, I just had something in my throat. Oh okay. So the first one I want to talk about is a stealth rogue of retaliation Oboshi. Uh, this is the grade two I talked about that supposedly goes with Genma. Mm-hmm. So oh, it has this, re- it has this really wacky auto skill. It's 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 active on rearguard circle. It says when this unit is chosen by the effect of an opponent's card, choose up to two cards in your circles other than Vanguard circle and Guard circle and return them to your deck. If one or more cards are returned, search your deck for up to two Stealth Rogue Retaliation Oboshi. Call them to separate rearguard circles and shuffle your deck. So if they target it with something, you could just tag out to two other ones. Mm-hmm. For whatever assuming reason. Assuming they're in deck. Yeah, assuming they're in deck, which I I would hope that you have ways to return. Anyway. Put in. And, yeah. and then it ha- so that's like a, just a really wacky, like, not resist, but like, oh, you targeted it. I'm going to become two things now. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what to call that. Like, give it a fancy name for call, it. Call, call it the Hydra. Still, <laughs> in in Greek mythology, the, uh, the Hydra was a nine-headed snake, and when you cut off its head, two more grew in its nah. place. Hydra. Nah. nah. <laughs> it's not sufficiently BB enough. God damn it! All right. Okay. So, so anyway, then it has a Shadow Stitch. It's a Generation Break Two, which is why I was discussing the importance of Generation Break Two before. Also, yeah. once per turn, at the end of the battle, that your uh, other unit attacked a vanguard that, and did not hit. If you have a vanguard with Yasue in its card name, uh, until in a turn, this unit can attack from the back row and gets power plus 7,000. So it becomes a 16k on its own. Sweet. So meaning if these are in your back row, they're 16k, and if you did, if you whiffed with Genma, these become 21k in a crit, which is uh, suddenly a number worth caring about. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it is uh, pretty decent. Suddenly Seymour, he shadow-stitched me. Um, so, yeah, this is the card that pairs with Genma. Then what was the other thing you wanted the to other, discuss? The other, the other card is uh, I wanted to bring up was Stealth Rogue of Misfortune Shirasagi. This is just a draw trigger, but it's uh, it's the Margaw clone for Murakumo after, you know, like 20 million sets. Yeah. <laughs> or what, are, what are we, like the 19th major booster of Vanguard, and it's just now that the Margaw clone? Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile... Uh, <laughs> Royal Paladin has two separate Margols and a Margol crit. Yeah, right. And a stand. <laughs> and a Margol stand. That too. Oh, they do? Yeah. Yep. Where she looks like Marin, kind of. Okay. She's sitting on the throne of yeah. some type thing. Oh, that one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Royal Paladin has a Margol in every color, except heels, but... <laughs> it's the... It's, that's what you get for being a favorite child. You mm-hmm. get all the good things. Um, Let's see. Uh, proof you want to go next? Let's see. I was looking through, see what I wanted to talk about. I ha- I picked out five. Go so do you want me to go through all five, or did you want to go through like a little rotation style? Thing? J- just go through all five. All right. 
So the first one is the G guard we got, which is 30 Barricade Hecaton Gus. So thank you, Bushy, for being one of the two clans to get a G guard in this set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll but he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what he does is when this unit is placed on guard circle, choose up to three cards with different grades from your drop zone or soul and put them on the bottom of your deck in any order. If three cards were put, this unit gets plus 10,000 shield to the end of that battle. What the so fuck? So this card is insane. <laughs> this card is insane. So the big distinction here is that you can pick any number from drop zone or soul. It doesn't have to be all from one or the other place. So you can pick two from drop, one from soul, or some combination like that. And this is really good for putting charge units back to your deck for your upcom- upcoming stride turn. One of my favorite things to do is to put a heal trigger back and then use jelly beans to get it right back into my hand. So that's a nice little fun interaction there. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I just, I don't know what we did. I just want to thank Bushy Road for being a great supporter of the Spike Brothers cause. And shout out to them for giving us an amazing G guard because this card is an instant two of, sometimes three of, depending on what kind of deck you're using. Because that's how good it is. The best part is it's a rare. Like, yep. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. We got we got value stuff. Like this card could have easily been double rare in any other set that was released so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly. So we got a we got a cheaper Uluru. So thank you. Yeah. Good lord. I. <laughs> There, there's a, a cheap, there's a rumor flying a cheaper around. That's also better. Yeah. True, yeah. in some instances. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor flying around in Proof's Discord that I'm some kind of spy for Bushiroad, and I totally didn't do this. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so how it started was I had the tinfoil hat theory that uh, that Bushi was looking in on Proof's Discord somehow, if somewhere. Were, if they were, I don't know who talked about giving us a recycling G guard because. I don't think that was anywhere close to being on my radar for things I wanted in this set. <laughs> I, I, I think we mentioned stuff about recycling at one point or another, but Spikes definitely did not come up in that. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I, I did want to be able to re, re, uh, recycle charge units because running out of those is deadly to uh, any, any of your combo turns. Hmm. So maybe I mentioned enough in passing that my quote-unquote bushy insider uh, took that and ran with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember sometime in, like, August, I think, I predicted that Thavos would give something back row attack. I expected it to have a cost, but... <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of predictions come true, and it yeah. all came at the detriment of Spike, so I don't <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> Good lord. What's the next uh, one? The next card, the, my next card is Cold-Blooded Advisor Cunning Brain, which is the PG that we got from this set, and he is also a stupidly insane card. So he can PG for any unit, but the kicker is his other skill, which is when this unit is put into your deck from rear guard circle, choose up the three cards from your drop zone and bind them face up. Choose one of your units, and it gets plus 10,000 power until the end of turn for each face up of the PG in your bind zone. So what you can do is if you somehow come into three of these in your drop, you can call it out through Great Star or something like that. Uh, Charge it, because it has charge, of course. Uh, return it to your deck, bind the three other ones, and then give a unit, aka Frog Raider, plus 30,000 power until the end of turn. So he becomes a 37k booster until the turn is over. Good lord. I, mean, I love it. The fact that it's a rare, I thought it was a double R for some reason, and then it's a rare. <laughs> um, 
and all, great value cards. And also, it, it kicks the crap out of what's her name, Millie, right? Oh uh, yeah, Millie. The only reason we used Millie was because she had charge because yeah. we needed to buff our charge count. So she, yeah. if this thing had any type of skill that was worthwhile, it she immediately got booted, and yeah. this came through in spades for us. Yeah, and then on top of that, it, if you bind all of those for the skill and you do Agrius later, you can then recycle the PGs back into the deck. Yep. Oh, God, that's or, so good. And then if you somehow combo your turn out to where you can call great stars multiple times, mm-hmm. a.k.a. a Hellheart 8 turn, yeah. you can use great star to call out uh, Brain here, use Brain, put it back, and then call out a great star again and just keep shuffling through that way, just give something fat power. That's crazy. I, I enjoy it, so... Shout outs to shout outs to Bushy for that one. Yeah. What are your other three? My third card, my third card is the aforementioned prompt cheetah. So Soul Blast one when this unit attack or it, this thing is fo- formatted weird because it yeah. puts the cost in the middle of the skill. <laughs> so while this unit is charging, it gets plus five thousand power, and if it's attacking Vanguard, and then at the end of the battle, you can Soul Blast one to bind it and call it back at rest. So this is part of the triangle of offense that uh, I talked about with Great Star and Agrius. And the beauty here is that you can attack with call out through Great Star before you stride and charge it, attack for 14 or 21 or whatever, bind it and call it back, and then do it again with Agrius to attack again for 21. And then you can um, Soul Blast it and then shove it into the Soul to draw a card with Great Star GB2. This is a really good way to get a great start or um, cutting brains to the drop zone for uh, his skill later in the game, and I love it. This is base cat. It, it, is this another addition to the broken common club or? Uh, I don't know if it's if it had resist. Yes, but <laughs> Fuck, as crazy. it is, I think it's to use your term. It's a medium broken card. That's Matt's term, not mine. It's so you're uh, saying it's like it's like a broken rare, but not like a broken like double R. Right. Yeah, I see. So it's a, on the spectrum of brokenness, it put out like a, a six out of ten, just because it's broken because of its interactions with other cards. But not broken on whatever. its own. Yeah, because I, I remember <laughs> when they released just this card, and you were like, eh, "It's whatever." And then the, a I, day, like, I, I called. I was like, "Wait, they could be pushing a different direction of the deck." Granted, that didn't come to fruition, but it mm-hmm. did get better when they released other stuff with it. I was like, just wait and see, and we'll see if something better comes along. Yeah. So I could see yeah. the potential. And then you can use it with Great Star to eat it and draw. Exactly. I love this card. It's, to me, it's the most important card to have on your Agrius turn if you go Agrius first try, mm-hmm. just because of what it can do in conjunction with everything. And then my fourth card is a little low-key card to set, Razor Bruggert. He has charge and GB1, continuous of gaining plus, plus five while attacking, if he's charging. And then counterblast one, choose a card from your hand, put it to the soul. When this when it's charging unit is put into your deck from rear guard, you may pay the cost. If you do, search your deck for up to one card with a charge ability other than a grade two, call to an open circle other than the rear guard that this unit was on, and shuffle your deck. So it has a lot of restrictions for it, but there has been seen from my testing a lot of practical applications for it, especially when you combine it with Great Star to call it back out, put your opponent through like a little spin cycle, as I like to call it. That is a great name, yeah. <laughs> it's most notable with um, my bad end testing, because you can just double break ride, 
uh, attack with Bruggard here if he's charging, call out Great Star, and then Star calls him back out. So now you have two 34k attackers, and then you can do it again if you have Counter Blast permitting. Good lord. So it's a fun little combo sequence there. It's a little low-key card just because it has a lot of restrictions, and I worked with it to see the potential there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing with Prompt Cheetah, with G- with uh, Hellheart 8, my new favorite interaction is to put it with Axe Diver to get free attacks off with Hellheart 8 skill. So that's that's fun for me. <laughs> and then let me guess the last one. Fake Bomber? The last card. Oh, yeah. You already know. Yes. The boy. Okay. The, the, the baby boy. The new <laughs> The new boy. <laughs> The new boy, the new kid on the block. Uh, so Fake Bomber, he's a 7K grade one. I, I realize I didn't mention the grade and skill or power for all these, but the other ones, I mean, you can look them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's charged, and then he's continuous. Rear guard, if he's charged, he gets plus 5,000 power. And then red text of GB1, Soul Blast 2. When this unit boosts, if you have a Vanguard with Ryzen in its card name, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose a card from your hand, call to an open circle, open rear guard circle, and counter charge one. So this is maybe Miracle Ace on a body. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's that's what he is. And the way I like to use him is through either Picaro or through somehow charging it through other means to be able to help get around uh, disruptive G-guards. But he works best with um, either an Agrius or Picaro turn just to be able to get um, some attack extension out. I like to call out um, Prompt Cheetah with it. Just got to get a free attack off with Stars GB2. So you put more pressure on your opponent. And since he gains power, he's a 12k booster. And since all most of your other charge units gain plus 5 and they're 9k, so it's a 26k column. So it's a nice little threatening column on its own as well. That's so cool. He does. It's a lot. It's a little, little common card, too. I'm Not getting- quite Broken Common Club, but solid common i'm guessing it's in that same kind of camp as air force eliza where you can like where you can do cool shit with it and it's a 7k grade one and it's kind of a little it's a little innocuous grade one there's a you're not sure how it's gonna impact the game and then you you face it and then it, it just wins the game for you in sometimes some instances yeah and the counter charge is handy for uh your follow-up turn or your, or extending combos because everything uses a counter blast and spikes more or less yeah so, so it's nice to have a so the, it, it, it kind of would play a similar role at King Serpent almost in Grand Blue, where where like you'd call it mid battle phase to get more like un, unflipped damage so you can do stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I love the flavor text too. It's already common sense that the ball will explode. <laughs> Factual. Yeah. <laughs> Rootbeer, you got so, any? I've got like six because Aqua Force has way too many cards. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Let's so, do it. First is Blue Wave Armor General Galphilia. So, wave two or three, it gets shield plus 5k. So, Matt and I's prediction were off. We were expecting something to be wave third time only to gain 5k. (laughs) And then, uh, it has act in the G zone. You can soul blast one, turn it down, choose a card from your damage zone or circle, and turn it face up. So, this gives you counter charging or unlocking. And Bougie Road has ruled it so that turning it face up counts as unlocking because unlocking is an action and not a keyword. I see. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Rest in peace to uh, your rear guard against Crisis. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, they can only do that. I think once. having the circle back is worth minusing. Yeah. And then we have Blue Wave Marine General Galleus. So uh, it's 
once per turn, GB1, counterblast one, discard a card. If you have a when it attacks, if you have a Vanguard with Blue Wave in its original card name, you can pay cost. If you do, it gets once per turn when your Vanguard attacks, stand it, gets power plus two thousand. Then if it's the first battle, you can stand it. This card actually really sucks. So <laughs> why even like, bring it up? Why do you want to shout it out if it sucked? I, I wanted to talk about how bad it was. So like all it does is enable Flood Hazard, so if you use Flood Hazard first stride, this card is really weak because it can't hit Vanguard all three times. And the discard cost is already pretty bad in the deck that can't draw very well. You're basically using this in lieu of calling a second unit. Mm-hmm. So it's like really bad first stride. And then because the restand only works if you have a Vanguard with Blue Wave in its original card name, you can't use it with like Lambros to get a shitzillion attacks. Mm-hmm. Which I thought you could originally, because I wasn't reading it closely. So, like, I thought this card could be really good at first, because you could combo it with, like, Megiddo or Lambros to try and get a shitload of attacks on your turn. And then I read it again, it's like, okay, never mind, this card is absolute garbage. Okay. Yeah. And then, third one is Baragios. So, it's a grade one. When it's placed on Rearguard Circle, you can search your top second... Uh, seven for Valeos, and then discard cards with the sum of great being three or higher from your hand. So, so Abyssal Owl for Valeos. Yeah. Yeah. And then it has a rear guard skill. When it, your Vanguard with Blue Wave stands, you can stand it. So it can function as a restanding booster for uh, Flood Hazard. It can also do it for your rear guards if you have enough restanders on the board that something is still standing to be boosted again. Or... You can make a column that's just Baragios and have a free restanding column. Good stuff. And then, since Valeos keeps them at 11k, you don't have to worry about trigger stopping it. Fair. Yeah, Gross. and then most of these are going to be Blue Waves. Yeah. Blue Wave Marine General Medula. Medura, whatever it's pronounced. Medula. It has resist, which is nice. And then GB1, if you have a Vanguard with Blue Wave, it can attack from the back row, and if it's attacking a Vanguard from the back row, it gets power plus 3,000. It's an AK base. That shit's good, though. This card is really, really good. It's a free extra attack, so it helps you enable Wave if you need it, and because you can park it in the back row, it, it has resist, so it's harder to deal with, and then even things like Impede with Sweep Dragon, you can kind of get around it. Mm hmm um, and then Blue Wave Dragon, Arsenal Fleet Dragon. It's a grade 3, so has uh, once per turn, you can counterblast a Blue Wave. When it attacks, it gets power plus 4,000, and if it's the second battle, you can stand it. And then it has an auto in the drop zone, you can Soul Blast 1. When your Vanguard with Blue Wave in this card name stands due to an effect from one of your cards, you can pay cost. If you do, return it to your hand. So this is the one you were talking about. Yes, I okay. would play this now because... For one, Valeus' stride skill is nice for dealing with variants, but at the same time, like if you ride this card, it's not the end of the world because you would just be playing normal Vanguard. Uh-huh. And if you're not using a blue wave stride in the first place, the stride skill basically doesn't exist. Okay. And so a nice thing is because Megiddo is an essential card for Aqua Force now, if you end up riding this card and you discard it for Flood Hazard or it's just in the drop zone, you can fish it back out and have fodder for ultimate stride. Oh. Good stuff. Yeah, so I think writing this card is actually not as bad as people would think it w- it is. Well said. Yeah. And, and then the last card was Battle Siren Shipra, so it is a Thavas support. Uh, if you have a Vanguard with Thavas, it gets power plus 2k and resist. 
So this is very helpful since we're steering into a control meta. It helps you keep more of your board or forces them to waste their destiny retire on it. And then uh, it gets GB1 wave second to fourth time. Uh, when it attacks, you can counterblast one. It gains 3k and you can draw a card. That's so good. it becomes 14k. If you boost it, it makes a 21k column. It helps you get resources, but the most important thing is that it's an 11k body with resist, so it lets you hit unboosted, and then you can restand it for absurd numbers with Alexandros. Motherfucking Alexandros. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So I I, uh, I asked Richard if there are any gold paladin cards worth uh, stippling in on, and the first one he wanted me to mention was Militant Act Dragon. So it's grade three, uh, Van or Rear Guard Circle. Counterblast one when your G unit strides, you may pay the cost. Yes, this is a rear guard with a stride still. If you do, put all other cards in your circles other than Vanguard on the bottom of your deck in any order. And if one or more cards were put, look at three cards, call up to two, and put the rest on the bottom of the deck in any order. So please note that this says cards, which means that you can do this against Link Joker. And it's, yeah. yeah. So this thing is the new backup to Golden Holy Sword Gurgit. Yeah, and then because all your strides have Gurger it, you don't have to worry about name ever. Exactly, and, and then also this helps um, prevent deck out because then you can just like, <laughs> all, like if you if you had to call triggers just to get unite or something or you know golden holy sword Gurgit's thing, call the trigger rested, you can just stick it back in. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff, um, and it's common. Yay, moving on. Uh, Knight of Radiant Sun uh, Karenus, he's a seven K grade one. If you have a Vanguard with Unite ability, this gets Resist, so read all the time. And uh, GB1 Unites, uh, rest this unit, choose one of your units, it gets plus 4k. If you have a Vanguard with Gurgit in its card name, read all the time, choose one of your rear guards with a different card name as him, and you may put it on the bottom of your deck if you do draw a card and counter charge. So, again, also good, because uh, this helps you um, get counter charges, and his name is not Jerry, and he's not a stand trigger. So, uh, th- this kind of helped uh, mitigate uh, Gurgit's countercharge problem, among other things. Um, and then the last one is Liberator Improved Falcon. So he's a PG, uh, so and it can guard anything, not just Vanguard. And also Drop Zone, choose another card with the same card name as him in your Drop Zone, bind it face up. Choose up to two cards in your circles other than Vanguard, put them on bottom of deck. If one or more cards are put, look at three cards, call a card among them, and put the other two on the bottom. So, again, this helps deal with lock. Um, it is also uh, now the perfect guard in, of choice in either the Liberator deck or uh, Gurdit. So, Gold Paladin got a One thing to tools. mention, though, is that its skill only works from hand, so you can't superior your guard with it. Yeah, but you're. But, you don't use the original Gurgit anymore because you have yeah. Militant Act Dragon and then Golden Holy Sword to get Instant Unite. So the 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 whole Alessia argument is moot at this point. Um, and then now for plans I care about, uh, Heavy Bullet Dragon Diablo <laughs> Cannon. <laughs> so he's a grade two with Engorge. And then uh, on Rear Guard, if you have a Vanguard with Gaia, it gets plus 2k. And then GB1, uh, discard a card when he... When this engorged unit is retired from rear for the effect or cost of your vanguard with the engorge ability, you may pay the cost. If you do, call it to RE, gets plus 5k. So this is another card that can revive itself outside of Gaia's stride skill, which means that you can do more things with recalling a field. Um, it also means that using this 
along uh, if you have to ride die a desperado it's not as much of a death sentence anymore so there's that and then he's also an 11k tacker all the time so i, I love this guy he's great um and then the last one is Blackwing Dragon Raven Terra, who is a 7k grade one with Engorge. And then uh, GB1 Soul Blast, when this unit is retired from uh, rear guard for the effect or cost of your Vanguard with Engorge, you may pay the cost if you do. Call it to rear, and if the number of card, face-up cards in your damage zone is one or less countercharged. So this is just another tank mammoth that gets you countercharges. So <laughs> um, originally I was running Pachycephala, which is when it's uh, killed by something with Engorge, you Soul Blast draw. But this thing is so much better because it regurgitates itself and you get countercharge. Uh, gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gross indeed, and I'm so <laughs> excited to uh, curb stomp everybody I run into. It's going to be great. Does anybody care about Angel Feather? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I actually right. didn't even read the cards, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I guess we can talk about one Cray Elemental and then a bunch of Kagura stuff. No. Oh, God, why? <laughs> well... The cray, at least the Cray Elemental is interesting, so it's Mixed Element Colburn. So, uh, when it's placed on Guard Circle, you can discard a card from your hand during the battle that your opponent's Vanguard attacked, and so it gets shield plus 5,000 for every two cards in their hand. So, I mean, this is good. This is amazingly for decks with bad G-Guards that can't deal with Guard Restrict. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. More plans now are leaning towards heavier advantage. It can gain more power than Screw. Yeah. Um, and then for Tachikaze, they don't have a good, like, first G-Guard. Like, if, if they get to... If they go first and the opponent strides first on them, there's nothing really you can do. So this thing is probably going to take the place of Dismal in Tachikaze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have a bunch of Overlord crap. <sighs> do we really have to? <laughs> Not really. Okay. Like, I I'm only gonna bring up like a couple that you can that you, have, you can mention. Yeah, I only had a couple anyway. So one is Burning Horn Evolute, uh, Soul Blast. One reveal an Overlord from your hand when it's placed on Rearguard Circle. You can retire something in the same column and then continuous. If you have a Grade Four Vanguard with Overlord in its original card name, plus two K for every card in your opponent's damage zone. It, so this helps to stop early rush and becomes a big beater in the late game. Uh-huh. And then there is Doombringer High Flame where. You can choose up to two cards with Overlord in their drops and return them to your deck. If you return one, shuffle. If you return two, draw a card. And then you can retire it to be a stride fodder for Overlords. And then one stride I want to talk about was Supreme (laughs) Heavenly Emperor Dragon, Ascend Grave Dragon. So this is a generic Blaze card. So Counterblast 1, flip anything. And it gets, when this unit attacks, if it's Blazing, draw a card, retire one of your opponent's rear guards. That's a good first stride. <clears throat> yeah. One thing I don't overlord. like about this is that you have to be blazing to get a retire. I would have preferred if you pay cost, retire a unit, and then it gets, when it attacks, if it's blazing, you draw a card. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I don't like cards that have the keyword, which enable the keyword. <laughs> the succubus <laughs> of attachment. Yeah. Um, that was it. Yeah. Well, if there's any we missed, you can uh, always tweet us at Nexus at Night, um, or you know, if you have ideas for episodes, things like that. Uh, follow me at Atlas Novak or the Giant Awkward Bear dot Find me at Wiggums Two G Suzies. Find me at Plasma Eclipse or on my blog Lightningfish dot I'll probably just be uploading drawings on that from now on. I haven't been in the mood to write about Vanguard lately. Can we just talk about how much stupid Kagro and Aquaforce in the set? Jesus yeah, Christ. right. Actually, 
Actually, one thing I would like to break bring up is that they started introducing 10Ks with skills. Oh, yeah, with yep. Kazma Lux and Glow Heater Dragon and all that stuff. Well, yeah, so just basically, the, like, they have, a, they have a skill where when you place on Vanguard Rear Guard, you have to reveal a card from your hand, and then if your Vanguard is not, like, the main unit of whatever archetype it's a part of, it gets minus 5k until end of turn, but that's not a big deal because it's still a 10k body, and by the time you're at grade 3... Since it counts if you have a Vanguard with that name, too, you don't even have to bother anymore. Yeah, and and then the, and it gets, like, 2k for a whatever thing. Like, for Cat yeah. Lux, it's for every card uh, in G-Zone with Engorge for uh, Blow Heater. It's, like, what is it, every open circle or damage zone? Something like that. Yeah, every damage zone, and yeah. then there was, was a Blue Storm 1, up. too, that could attack from back row. Yeah. The main colony one just gets a blanket plus 6 if everything's rest, I think. Oh, that's I think good. it was Dark... Yeah, it was either, like, Dark Device or if everything was at rest. Yeah. But I wish I gave one to everybody. Yeah. It's kind of just a weird dynamic of picking and choosing who gets one when every clan has a strider that they could attack, yeah. or a unit that they can attach it to. Yeah. Um, Why the heck is the Aqua Force one for Maelstrom? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that... Or, so, So who won? First off, Overlord. Overlord. I was going to say Aquaforce one, but not close. Yeah. What? No, it's Cardro, no. not close. Yeah, I think Aquaforce is going to like back up to tier two, definitely, maybe tier one, but Overlord is like definitely top tier. I don't know, man. Maybe not it's like two point one seven. It's like one point three four seven. Tier pie. Yeah, <laughs> tier pie over two maybe. Yeah, got easy efficient retires. They got arguably one of the best strides in the purge, just because help them yeah. play the grind game while still being aggressive. Yeah. They still got access to all their efficient G guards to mess up people's other combos, yeah. and they still and have they, access to all, all the other good strides that Kagero has. Right, they still can. You can use Godi still. Uh, uh, they have easy power in their grade two base across the board, so yeah. they can do they can do everything well. Yeah, and then the biggest thing is that Destiny is a perfect retire with its soul blast skill. Yeah, yep. And that's um, why it's one hundred fifty dollars SP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For so, now. So who lo- who lost then? Angel Feather. Angel Feather. Angels yeah. probably. Yeah. I I, I do think uh, aside from the obvious, I think. Gold Paladin, T- uh, Tachikaze, they both have, like, new stuff to play with that I think definitely makes them a contender. And we're probably going to see, yeah. like, tops every now and then, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might be willing to put uh, Gold Paladin into, like, Tier 2. Tachikaze was already kind of there. Yeah, I like, Tachikaze was one of those, like, it randomly makes it to top 3 every now and then for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then now it's got more yeah. reason to do so, so... Yeah, so... It was, like... Shaky tier two, I think I'd put it into like definite tier two now. Like yeah. gold paladin, I still have to wait and see, but I think it could get into like the tier two area. Yeah. Mm. Uh, according to Richard, who is uh, very self effacing for the most part, uh, gold paladin is. He said it's consistent in almost any way you build it, but it's not going to be wowing anybody. Yeah. That's so, fair. Yeah. So, so it, it's a very like, easy deck. I've always play. been under the impression that uh, Gold Paladin is the exact middle of the road. 
<laughs> I mean, it used to be Royal Paladin, but now who knows? Um, and spikes are, well, the stuff we got for spikes makes spikes the best deck that not a lot of people play. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is topping already. So it's the yeah. thing is it's it's a low amongst the top decks. It has a a smaller margin for error, which is why not a lot of people choose to play it. Mm-hmm. Like if you mess up a combo here or you don't know how to play around something there, it could lead you to getting blown out and a loss can happen. That's right. Yeah. Spikes, even worse. spikes are a labor of love. You got to put the time in and definitely understand how to get think, the most out yeah. of what you can do. It's kind of like Night Rose, where you have to understand like all the combos and how they interact. Yeah. Matt, what were you going to say? I think more so than people getting blown out is people are afraid of getting blown out. So, like, I think a, a very important thing to... Like, if you play around their heal trigger so and you play around it too much, they don't even just have to use it. They can just hold it. Yeah. And then you're in the same spot the next turn. Mm-hmm. Except now you've lost a little bit, right? So yeah, what you have yeah. to do is, is you have to commit just enough for them to use their heal trigger. Yep, got to hit that expert bait. Yeah, and so and then once your opponent does it, now you can be like, okay, now do they have another one? Can I even beat another one? Probably not. So you just jam. That's the key, <laughs> that's the key to uh, effective prompt cheetah use. Because once yeah, they yep. see how you can use prompt cheetah, they're going to want to try to get it out so you don't get that extra card draw. And then it's like, all right, fine, I don't get that card drop, but you used up your better defensive option. Yeah. Or, like, you built your board in such a way that you could absorb something else. Mm-hmm. And I hate it when, uh, like, the best play is, like, a function of how much your opponent knows about your clan. Like, if they know a lot about your clan, <laughs> what play gets better. But if they know nothing, it's just such, such a bad play. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> also, I think people are under the false impression that the deck leans into Hellheart 8 too much. Yeah, people it's people don't understand what or they don't know what to do if you can't get Hellheart Eight off on second stride. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know which play to go into. Yeah, like the, people seem to think like that's all the deck does. And people don't know that you can still third stride eight while keeping yourself protected and pressuring mm-hmm. because our boy Picaro he's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ain't going anywhere. <laughs> One uh, card. CB2 one card build a field. It's pretty still pretty good. People yeah. are bad at adjusting. This is not new. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, to close out for spikes, I say look out for the um, bad end double break deck. I've been testing that for an upcoming video, and I'm really impressed by what it's able to do, even against the likes of Kagura. Oh, it's it's not, it'll probably lose really hard to chaos just because you have to tech for it, but on its own, it's still pretty strong. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, uh, is there anything you want to plug besides the obvious? Who, me? Yes, you. Oh yeah, because I got cut off. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. I was just waiting. I, it was my forget. fault. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me on my YouTube channel. Uh, you can search it by Live Proof VG or Live Proof Vanguard or however you want to find me there. You can find me on Twitter at the same name, Living Proof VG. Those are the main places you can find me. And then on, I'm trying to get better at it now, but you can find my link to my Discord on in the description of my videos. That I'm most active there, especially if you want to try to get Spike Brothers advice. So definitely check that out. Actually, all three, uh, all three of us hang out in there pretty frequently. So if you want to come talk to us uh, or have us make fun of you over water or whatever, come come hang out. 
Yeah. Come one, come mm-hmm. all. Follow yeah. my rules, and you can stay for life. Yeah. <laughs> and safe haven. It's my safe space. Um, uh, all right. Well, Ultimate Stride comes out uh, December twenty second, and uh, be on the lookout for Nexus Core videos because we have lots of people on the channel who play clans in that set. So, hooray! And, and, until- and convince Atlas to let me come on for more than once a year. Talk to him. Let let this man know. <laughs> I mean, if you're good now, yeah, sure, definitely. I mean, like Jaime asked, like, when is Jaime going to be on the podcast? We we're like, what? Why don't we just bring Jaime back on the podcast? <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, uh, thanks for listening, and until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt, and I'm Root Beer, and I'm Proof, and have a good night, everybody. take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast uh i also recommend sharing it with your friends family anybody who likes vanguard uh you can find us on soundcloud or on your podcast app that little purple thing that goes in the folder that of the stuff you can't delete like stocks who uses stocks anyway you can also tweet me atlas novak so at a-t-l-a-s-n-o-v-a-c-k you can also tweet at nexus at night n-e-x-u-s-a-t-n-i-g-h-t or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.